Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Moran. This is our Friday Doable Changes series, where we will take one big change and make it simple, doable, and maybe even a little fun. Based on the pulse of the Plan Simple community, I will choose one new practice or habit each week, and together we will make a plan. Make sure to visit us at plansimple.com to get the corresponding planning sheets and checklists. Now, let's dive in. Today, we're going to talk about sweet treats. It is almost the time of year where there are treats at every turn. It really starts with Halloween, you guys, and it's crazy. It's like Halloween starts all that candy, and then we're ramping up for Thanksgiving in the U.S., and then there's Christmas, and we're all having holiday cheer and lots of events and potlucks and things for the kids, and they all involve sweets. You with me? All right. I start getting asked at Halloween how I do it. How do I walk into a party and see a plate of brownies and not want it? The truth is, is that what I feel like on the other side of gluten and dairy, if that's what those brownies involve, is not worth it to me anymore. I felt my whole life what it was like to eat gluten and dairy. And then eight years ago when I stopped, I literally felt so good. I never had the desire to want those things again. So that sort of nicks that. So a big part of it for me is just knowing what it feels like to feel good and remembering how much I love that. Now, am I perfect at this? Absolutely not. So bring me in to a mainstream party where the brownies are coming from stop and shop and no one's really thinking healthfully and I just don't need those brownies. That is true. But take me into a party with my people who I'm meeting more and more of who serve up a pretty great gluten-free brownie and that's a little bit trickier. So my body, though, does not really do that well after a plate of gluten-free, dairy-free cookies whose first ingredient is sugar, but it's just a harder boundary for me. And I just want you to hear that gluten-free and dairy-free does not always mean healthy. I feel like that's a huge myth that's circling around our universe right now. That doesn't mean that we can't have a treat or two and that we can never let ourselves have these things. It just makes it trickier because the big thing I think is sugar. So there's a couple things that I find make me want to mindlessly indulge in stuff whose first ingredient is sugar. I can definitely track cravings back to my hormones and where I am in my cycle. If I'm super tired, oh my gosh, you guys, I could eat like a whole pan of gluten-free brownies. And stress is definitely still a trigger for me, although I'm getting better and better with that one. But the cool thing is I find that just understanding these triggers, just knowing that they exist really has helped me to start making informed choices, which is all this is really about. It's about making choices from your gut instead of from your head, which just simply doesn't make good choices in the moment about food, really about anything, but definitely about food. So are there times when I devour an amazing sugary treat? 
Yes, you bet. It does happen for sure, especially at this time of year. But I also know that if I did it every day, I would never be able to say no. Never. Like if I had something sugary every day, I would get into a cycle and I wouldn't be able to say no. And I know that about myself. In fact, I think I've probably proved that to myself at a few different junctures in my life. Would I be the same person in 75 years if I chose to be aware of my sugar intake and not eat as much of the junk as I would be if I just chose to eat it every day? I don't think I would be the same person. I think I would be very different. So here's the deal. Sugar is more addicting than cocaine. According to the American Heart Association, the maximum amount of added sugars you should eat in a day are 100 calories or 25 grams or six teaspoons, which I find is the most helpful visual. Now, our male counterparts actually metabolize sugar a little bit better, so they can have a little bit more. They can have up to nine teaspoons a day. So just think of a teaspoon. It's not a tablespoon. It's a teaspoon. And just to give you a little perspective, it's that time of year when grande pumpkin spice latte are on trend at our neighborhood coffee shop that's all over the country now. And there are 49 grams of sugar in that. And in fact, that equals, get this, 12.25 teaspoons of sugar. So if you have that drink, then you're having almost double what you're meant to have. In, oh, no, you're having more than double. You're having a quarter of a teaspoon more than double that you're supposed to have. So you're supposed to have, you're, you know, you're supposed to max out at six. Just in that one drink, you're having 12.25. So that's crazy because then there's no leeway in the rest of your day. There is no way to make a mistake. You've already surpassed it. Your body already doesn't know what to do with that much sugar. So yes, if I'm treating myself for wellness instead of sickness, I need to make sure that I don't get addicted to sugar. And the best way that I know how to do that is to really invest in making healthy sweet treats because I don't do so well when I feel surprised, deprived, surprised. I, don't, I do well when I feel surprised. I don't do so well when I feel deprived. I don't like feeling deprived. It just makes me feel empty and less than and not abundant at all. But what I have found is that there's so many great things I can indulge in that don't have to have sugar, that don't have gluten, that don't have dairy. Like they're just amazing. And, you know, some people are like, yeah, Mia, this isn't like a brownie. But the truth is, is that if you have these things over time, it really is quite decadent. And, I feel like my chocolate smoothies are so much better than a chocolate milkshake. And if I have a chocolate milkshake, I do not feel so hot afterwards. I feel sick. I feel like I'm on that hamster wheel of processed food. When I have my chocolate smoothie, I feel fantastic an hour later. I feel perfect. I don't feel bloated. I feel full. All these things. And so that is why I'm a huge proponent of getting really good at figuring out how to make healthy sweet treats a part of your life so that they then can replace the bad stuff. All right? So here's the deal. As usual, on these Doable Changes episodes, I don't want you to take on my whole checklist at once. 
I want you to like choose a couple things, choose one thing, really play with them, and then move on to the next one. The point of this whole exercise is that you're taking a week and you're drawing a line in the sand around sugar and sweets, and you're deciding that you're going to be more in control of what you put in your body in this realm. Okay, so here we go. The first thing you could do if you want healthy sweet treats to be part of your world is make a treat or two or three, especially as you're transitioning every Sunday so that you have something to grab all week long. You guys in the packet that you can download on the podcast page for this episode. So you just go to the plansimplemeals.com website, click on the podcast button and look for this episode And in that packet, there is recipes that you will love. There are cookies that have chocolate chips in them and taste delicious. And instead of being sweetened with white sugar and butter and gluten, they're made with oats and hemp and they have maple syrup and dates in them and they are delicious and they will fill you up in a different way. When you have a healthy sweet treat, which is really healthy, and a lot of these, I'm sorry, you guys, but if you are a nut person, a nut allergy person, this is all going to be a little bit harder. But if you have nuts and seeds in your sweet treats, which a lot of my recipes do, or an avocado in chocolate pudding, all these things are going to fill you up more than what empty white flour and butter and milk would do and sugar. So they're going to fill you up and you're going to be nourished from this dessert instead of feeling like you could eat more and more and more and more and more. So a great strategy is to pick Sunday if that's your down day or pick one or two days during the week and commit to making some sweet treats so that you have this homemade goodness ready to put in snacks, to eat when you're hungry in the afternoon, to eat for breakfast, whatever it is that you need, okay? Number two, make a family commitment to avoid all box sweet treats for a week. So just make a commitment as a family to make things from scratch for a week. Even if you don't change all the ingredients and you make something with sugar, at least you're getting the experience of not having instant gratification. I have a great friend who... There's an article about from her on the pod on the website, so I will link to that in the show notes. But she taught her kids to bake treats. She actually has a bakery now that makes these amazing sweet treats. And actually, I'm going to put that in the show notes too. This is such an aside because they're ones that you can order when you can't make them, which is something I'm going to get to in a second. But um, her name's Angela, and I'm going to put those two links in the show notes so you can get to them. But Angela taught her kids to bake things from scratch when they wanted them. So bake muffins, bake cookies. And so in high school, if they got home and wanted a cookie, they had to make it. And I know that sounds like harsh and like who has time for that. But the truth is that sometimes the instant gratification, being able to get something right away doesn't help us make good choices. So even just committing to making things from scratch for a week will really help you start to trigger your mind to think before you have that cookie. All right, make a healthy sweet treat for your next potluck. So a lot of times at this time of year or party or whatever it is, like offer these sweet treats 
to other people. You guys, everyone wants to feel better. Lots of people like healthy sweet treats. They're not gross. They're delicious. So bring them, share them, help spread this wealth of health to people that you love. And then you too will have something great to eat for dessert and indulge in at that party, right? Okay. Baker blend with your kids. So not only are you making a commitment as a family to make things from scratch for a week, but you're also creating and making this food with them. So they're learning so that when they become in high school, they too have the tools to make themselves a sweet treat that doesn't involve stopping at stop and shop and getting a box of cookies, right? Um, And I just said baker blend. So we're going to get to blending in a second because smoothies are such a great way to satisfy a sweet tooth. They don't involve a lot of baking. They don't involve an oven. I mean, they don't involve any baking, but they don't involve the complexity that might be coming up for you around baking. Smoothies are a great option for blend. You can blend a smoothie. Another thing you can blend is puddings. My kids love chia pudding. They love chocolate pudding, and I alluded at the beginning of this that we make chocolate pudding with um, avocados. So good. You have to get the right kind of avocado, but it's so good. All of this is explained in the packet that you can download over at plansimplemeals.com when you look for this episode. All right. Commit to a smoothie bowl whenever you are craving ice cream, and a smoothie when you find that the chocolate desire is so powerful in you that you're not sure what to do for do with yourself. So those are kind of like two things, but it's really going into that blending thing. So ice cream is filled with sugar. It's like the first ingredient on almost all ice creams. Plus it's dairy. Plus if you get non-dairy and get sorbet, the sugar is actually usually higher. So all you have to do to make ice cream, which is delish, is get a bag of frozen berries, put a half a banana in it and a date and as little water as you possibly can. You need a high-speed blender like the Vitamix and you use the plunger thing and you put it in and you have sorbet in so quickly and there's no sugar in it and it's so good. And you can sprinkle some granola on top of it. Um, You can sprinkle a sweet treat if you've made one on top of it because not all our sweet treats have to be baked. Like they don't all have to be complicated. So you can sprinkle something on top of it or you can just have it plain. My kids love it plain. You could chop, um, cut up a banana and put it on top of it. So good. All right. So chocolate as well is a big trigger for me. I love my chocolate. And if I felt like I had to be deprived of chocolate, you guys, I don't know what I would do. So raw cacao, which is the raw form of chocolate, has become like one of my best friends. I have a chocolate smoothie probably every other day. So good. Sometimes I put protein powder in it and hemp and an avocado. I mean, delicious, delicious stuff. So go look for those recipes and just commit to blending whenever some urge is coming up that you want that ice cream or that milkshake or that chocolate bar because there is something in all these recipes that will satisfy that sensation without having all the bad stuff. Okay. The next one, because right now you're like, I am not making all this food. What am I, you talking about? Like, I'm not a baker. I just want you to know I was not a baker. I am not, I am not a baker either. This is not 
something that I do, but I have committed to making this stuff. It's, it is something I do. It's not something that I, I don't look at Pinterest and see these cakes and be like, oh my God, I want to bake in the kitchen and make these things. It's just, I want to make food that makes me feel good. So if this is all sounding like not your first step, then find a brand in your health market that fits the gluten-free, vegan, low-sugar model. And know it is there if you need it. So I will put the link to Angela's stuff in the show notes and in the, the, the package that you can download with this episode. There will also be some ideas for things that you might find in your supermarket that are a little lower in sugar, but basically you just want to read the labels. So a lot of people are making right now like macaroons that are just coconut and um, sometimes raw cacao, sometimes almonds and dates. And so those are always better because they're sweetened by dates. So that might be something to look for. All right. So, but have that as backup just so you have it. A lot of times the real good stuff is in the refrigerated section. It's usually all pretty pricey. So it definitely behooves you to learn how to make it yourself, but it's, it's not impossible to make it. And it's definitely good to have those backups. So create a monthly system so that you have the ingredients that you need. So we're going to have a full on episode about this coming up soon about shopping systems, but this is just for the things that are going to help this habit. So create a system for buying nuts and seeds and superfoods and gluten-free flours, all these things that you you look at when you look at the recipes in the package, go look through the recipes and see what are the things that you need. And these are all things that you can just have in your pantry. You don't need to go out and buy every time. That would be way too much work. So order them for the month and have them so that you can really commit to making your own sweets. And that, you guys, is what I've got because you're just going to rock this and I want to see what you're doing. So tag us on Instagram, tag Plan Simple Meals when you've created something amazing. I want to see what you're making. Come join the conversation over on our Instagram and tell us in the comments for this episode's post what you've got going, if you're stuck, if you have any great ideas for things that I've missed um, so that we can all do this together because it is so much more fun to do this all as a tribe. I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.